Hey, this is Kev from Fantasy Wildcard, and you're listening to Dynasty Hot Seat. Yes, everybody, welcome back once again to the Dynasty Hot Seats. You know what it is. It's the only Dynasty show that's a certified inferno. And this week, we've got the GOAT himself. Kev, Dynasty underscore GOAT. You know him from the Wildcard Podcast, Fantasy Wildcard Podcast. Kev, what an absolute pleasure to have you on here. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, Max. Thanks for having me on. It's a cracking concept you've got here. I'm really excited to jump in and gain that hot seat and hopefully uh, give you my hints and tips and also draft a pretty awesome team. Yeah, I can't wait. I've got absolutely no doubt that you're going to do just that. And Kev, I know as well, coming up on the, the 21st of May, you've got something pretty exciting going over at the wild card. Do you want to tell everyone a bit about it? Yeah, so last year we did our first ever charity streamer fun, um, and we it went so well. We're going to do another one this year. So this is sixteen hours of a uh, live live stream. We're going to be talking uh, dynasty football with lots of amazing guests, and it's all in aid of raising money for Mind Charity, which is a charity based in the UK that uh, supports uh, people with mental health issues uh, to help get them in a better place. Obviously, it's a really relevant cause in uh, the recent years, the pandemic, et cetera, as well. So um, Saturday, 21st of May, you can donate now if you check out a Fantasy Wildcard. We've got a link tree on our uh, Twitter page. Uh, yeah, just any donation will be more than welcome. And uh, yeah, looking forward to um, raising some money for a great cause. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I think, you know, mental health at the forefront of a lot of people's uh, thoughts right now. So yeah, get over there to... Uh, the fantasy wildcard Twitter account and check out the little link and you'll be able to be able to see that. And we have also, in case some of you with a keen eye have noticed, we have a special <laughs> guest lurking in the background just for just for Kev, the unofficial mascot of the fantasy wildcard podcast. Look at him, look at him sending well, cheeky then. winks and messages to him already. So Kev, just for you, we got we got Hasbulla here. Protecting the the flute yeah. guitar. I'm a big fan. I don't know if like, how public I should be with my advocacy of Hasbro because he's <laughs> Russian, but um, yeah, just what a guy, what what a legend he is. Uh, so many great gifts and uh, plenty, <laughs> plenty of laughs along the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's here for for one night only, just to <laughs> just to support Kevin this journey, and, and he's going to kick us off now with with his uh, top tips as we enter segment number one, the art of war. So, Kev, you got a few top tips for people playing Dynasty old or new or anything in between. So, let's hear it. Yeah, with the tips, I want to keep it pretty simple, make it sort of the the ground, the groundwork, the cornerstones for any league, really. Um, so, the first one, it's, it's one that's come up a few times, but it's utilising the tiers approach. Uh, of people that don't know what tiers are, it's grouping players of a similar value in your rankings uh, into groups so that you... Uh, can understand uh, sort of values within your, your drafts, your startups, your rookie drafts. Uh, it helps you easily navigate these, but it's, 
this is something that you can use in any setting. So tiers can be used in your startup, they can be used in season rankings, in your off-season rankings, and in rookie drafts. And what it helps you do is it helps you find players in the same tier who you can pivot to and acquire extra assets on top. For example, let's say you've got Javante Williams and Najee Harris in the same tier. Most people have Najee above Javante, but let's say you prefer Javante in your rankings. What you can do is easily see these are in the uh, your uh, same tiers. You can look at a, a website like Keep Trade Cut where Najee is going ahead, and you can go to that Najee owner and look to get a little bit extra on top. Uh, uh, sorry, you can go to the Javante owner, look to get a little bit on top and move from Najee downwards while acquiring maybe an extra second or something like that. So it's just a really simple way of preventing overpays in existing trades by grouping guys, but also it, it stops from reaching in players in your, your startups and your rookie drafts as well. Yeah, I really like that. That's just kind of, you know, taking two players, that's kind of six and a half a dozen for you and just getting well, I'll take this guy plus, you know, you may as well yeah. do that. If, if you're if you're similar on them anyway, see if you can get just a little cherry on top. So I really, really like that as your as your first tip. Thank you. What a legend. <laughs> End the show. <laughs> Done. Thanks for listening. Stay lit. <laughs> so yeah, my, uh, my second tip, it's again, another simple one. It's understanding the trade cycle. And what I mean by the trade cycle is, in season, player values are high and draft values, draft picks are low. And then the flip in the off-season, player values yep. are low and draft values are high. Again, it's allowing you to maximise value. You're going to be able to get the best deals at the cheapest price. Um, and what understanding the cycle does for you is it makes it easier for you to plan and execute the various dynasty strategies, whether you're rebuilding, retooling or contending. Um, an example I've got of understanding the trade cycle is Let's say you're a team that's a QB away. You've just missed out on the championship this year. You've got a late first. And you're thinking, yeah, these rookie QBs are not really gonna, not really gonna give me that comfort, that uh, certainty, I guess, that they're gonna perform year one. You'd look to send your late first for maybe a guy like Kirk Cousins. Uh, what you can do is you can look at your league mates teams as well and you can work out where they are in the cycle. Or you could even chat to them if you're if you've got to be careful if you chat to them because you don't want to be offensive and say, I can see you rebuilding. And they're like, mm. No, I'm not. So be careful <laughs> with that. But it's just looking around the, the teams in your league, you can work out, get a good gauge of where that team is, what they might be looking for. And understanding that trade cycle just helps you get the right deal at the right time. Uh, and it avoids you being stuck in that mid-table irrelevance in your leagues because if you're making moves at the wrong time, and you end up in the middle, you're not going to get anywhere. You need to be either first or last. Yeah, I think that's really good advice, especially that little bit at the end, like you're either, you know, you have to be either contending and be ready to win or they just turn the whole thing down and start again. Um, yeah, there's no point sort of wallowing in, in, in the middle there. And, you know, I think that's really interesting as well, how, you know, an asset like, like a pick can sit and you don't do anything with it. It's not like it's a, it's a player that has form and goes up and down, but you're right, the value fluctuates so much depending on what time of year it is. So you're paying keen attention to, to the value of that as it, you know, sell it at its peak and buy it at its trough. You know, that is those little things that are just enough to kind of get you over the edge to win a championship. Indeed. And we'll come to my, my final tip. Uh, it's all to do with age inflation and discounts. So um, it's the concept that age is overrated in my eyes where, 
it results in veterans being undervalued and rookies being overvalued or younger players being overvalued. Because what you tend to find is most dynasty players are age obsessed, where anyone over the age of 25 is considered done. Uh, and this philosophy, what it leads to is plenty of quality veteran pivots during your startups in season and also in your rookie drafts. Um, me personally, I'm playing on two year windows, whereas a lot of people play on three, four year windows. And the reason I do that is dynasty leagues can fold pretty quick. Yeah. You, you could you could be playing for year four, year, year three, year four. I've been in leagues where it's it's done after one season, it's done after a couple of years. So you've you've wasted your money there. If if you're thinking about money, you're wasting your money. If you're thinking about ships, you've not won a ship, you've not had the chance. I think personally, longer term builds are better in home leagues or leagues where you know a lot of the people, you know they're gonna stick around yeah. for a while. Um, but yeah, I just think veterans are an easy way to add certainty to your roster to reduce the risk by acquiring proven bets over the uh, sexy rookie dart throws or the, the younger players that are seen as um, elite, but maybe not. And I think an example is probably someone like Devontae Smith, who I, I know you've mentioned on previous show, you like him. Um, yeah. But if I'm going for a ship this season, Devontae Smith, I, if I can pivot from him to say Brandon Cooks and a late first or an early second, mm. I, I'm very happy with that. I'd be confident that Cooks will outproduce Devontae Smith this one season yeah um, and it, it actually ties in really nice with the first two tips about not being afraid of an aging veteran because if you're using tip one the tiers tip two the trade cycle you'll be able to pivot before it's completely too late to get out and the, the one player that sort of makes me think of this perfectly is Mike Evans last season um mm. he, he's an older guy but let's say you thought he was a contender and you, you fell away a bit, you, you were still able to trade him for a, a, a late first, uh, yeah. get, out, get out from there. So um, I, I'm all about trying to win in those two years uh, windows as such. Plus, that makes sense because I'm 34 years old. It's all about winning fantasy titles. It's not about <laughs> looking young and sexy anymore. It's about actually <laughs> giving a bit of love for the older guys and uh, bringing home those titles. Oh, you don't look at you don't look at Dev. You're 34 years old. You're, you're looking great. Yeah. Um, but no, I think <laughs> yeah, I think they're really, really good advice. And you know, you you get sometimes you know like comments on maybe this isn't like the best example. Like someone you know, I really like like a Michael Pittman Jr. And you hear like, wow, he's this big like sort of dominant receiver. It's like he could maybe become Mike Evans one day. It's like, yeah. well, why don't you just take Mike Evans then? If he's what you're wanting Michael Pittman to become. There's a guy there who's already that good. And if you're playing in your two-year windows, like you're saying, then, yeah, you could just take Mike Evans where you know he's going to be that good consistently, whereas Michael Pittman, you're just hoping he's going to be that good. Exactly. You've, you've absolutely nailed it there, Max. It's just, I think, and it's every position as well, like QB. I know uh, when Rich Coogan was on, one of his tips was uh, QB age is one of the most overvalued things in, yeah. in, in, uh, in Dynasty. Mm. Um, tight ends seem it's a bit of a flip with the tight ends actually where people get a bit crazy for the for the a really young breakout um, mm. it's yes yeah, every position it, it, it applies to so yeah just give a bit of love to the older guys yeah I love it nice um, well that's perfect what a way to round off your your hints and tips in segment number one and coming right up in segment number two we're putting you in the hot seat how are you feeling I'm feeling pretty warm, to be honest, actually. I'm going to have to have a bit of water and 
Cam the Nerves. Um, you've had a ton of awesome guests on the hot seat so far, many of who I know. So I've just got to make sure that I smash this draft and take my place in the Hall of Flame. Oh, I was just about to say you could end up right here on the Hall of Flame with next to Hasbulla. <laughs> right next to Hasbulla in your rightful place. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Well, segment number two is coming right up now. Okay, so here we are back in part number two. We have the hot seat mock draft. Kev, it's real now. How are you yeah. feeling? Still, I'm feeling pretty warm. Um, as Bull is looking back at me, so I've, I've got the pressure of that. I've got the pressure of um, guys I know that have been on here as well that have done a great job. I've got my co-hosts are coming on soon as well. So, yeah, a bit of pressure, but it gives me a chance to... Put, lay a marker down for, for everyone else, really. Hopefully, I can smash it. I like that. That's a good attitude. You're going to set, you know, set the bar for everyone to try and leap over. So it's uh, the same, same as everybody else here. We've got a 12 team, 18 rounds, super flex draft. And Kev, just like everybody else, the first question is in an ideal world, if you got to choose your starting point, what would you pick? Yeah, this was this was an interesting one, cost. There was two positions I was, I was considering it, but I, I think first of all, before you think about which spot you want, you, I do think the single biggest question you have before any suplex startup is how will I attack the QB position? Um, I've tried all sorts of QB strategies over the years. Uh, my first ever dynasty title was a team where I took my first QB in round six. Mm. But what I've found is that if you don't have at least one elite anchor QB, or a combination of two rock-solid QBs, you're going to be fighting a losing battle in the medium to longer term. Yeah. That's why, in my eyes, it's in an ideal world, like you said, it, it's to be at the end of that first tier of QB, so linking into my tip one. Uh, QB, it's the most certain, it's the most injury-free and desirable asset in Dynasty Superflex. Um, it was close between 103 and 105, I think. Lamar... Jackson and Kyler Murray are close at top tier. We've we've seen them shine as high-end talents of fantasy. Mm -hmm. But I've still got questions about the elite passing talents, uh, the injury risk with the, the play style. And I think even if it's not an injury that's going to knock them out for a season, maybe it's something lingering. If they've got a lingering injury and not giving that rush floor, it, it just makes it a really, really risky pick early on. I know with Josh Allen, obviously, he's a rushing QB, but he has got and he's shown elite arm talent. Yeah. So um, so basically, my top tier of Super League QBs is a tier of three guys. So I'm going to take the 103. Cheers. 103, and you're hoping to get one of those, you know, what is rapidly becoming, you know, the consensus top three of, you know, Mahomes and Allen sort of last year were established there, and, you know, Justin Herbert is now sort of becoming, well, I assume, it, I might be wrong, I assume it's Ooh. Justin Herbert, who knows? We'll find out. Let's start the draft and see. Maybe there's a, a shock in place as Kev is loyal to his boy, Jalen Hurts, and takes him. <laughs> 103. So, here we go. Mahomes, Allen, gone. 103. We're on the boards. Yeah, my heart's absolutely pounding. Um, yeah, my guy's still there who I wanted. Justin Herbert. Um I think for me with with Justin Herbert, you see him sometimes placed outside of the top three. Me being honest, even before the the Tyreek trade, 
I had him absolutely neck and neck with Mahomes. Some days I'd put him above Mahomes, some days I wouldn't. I think he deserves to be there. If we look at sort of Herbert versus Mahomes, their first 32 games, I think, I think Herbert's played 32 in the league. Their average fantasy points per game is pretty much identical. And wow. the reason I think it's massively impressive by Herbert is, remember his rookie season, he came in as a rookie after, well, after a, no pre-season, there was a global pandemic, no training camp. He wasn't meant to start for a while. There was that uh, doctor incident with Tyrod Taylor. In yeah, week two. Punctured lung, didn't you? Exactly, yeah. Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. And um, <laughs> he wasn't expected to start that early. So he, he basically, his first 32 games were um, most of his rookie season and last year his, his second season. Whereas Mahomes, who we compared him to, he had a full training camp. He got to sit behind a, a great veteran, Alex Smith, for yeah. pretty much all the season. He came in the last game. He then had a full off-season again and did his second season all the way through. He did miss a few games in that. Um, and then uh, you, you've got like the... Uh, you've got... Sorry, he missed, he missed games in the third season, actually it was. He played all yeah. his third season and into his fourth season before he reached 32 games. So mm-hmm. Mahomes did outscore him by about 0.6 fantasy points per game. But I just think for Herbert to do that level that early under those circumstances... I think it's a massive achievement. I don't think it's a flash in the pan. Um, he definitely deserves to be there. And then I'll just make a quick point about Joe Burrow, who some people have been trying to put in this tier. He's not there yet. I mean, if we if we just look at some numbers comparing Joe Burrow this season to Justin Herbert's rookie season, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. 19.4 fantasy points per game. Herbert as a rookie, 22.4 fantasy points. Wow. Um, so... Um, yeah, it, it, uh, and even this season, he, he, he smashed him. So we can't put Burrow in the same tier as her, but please stop no. with that. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Not yet. Joe, Joe Burrow, obviously, you know, what a legendary season he had last year. But, you know, in terms of fantasy points per game, he's not he's not touching Justin Herbert just yet. So we're going to lock in Justin Herbert as our first pick. Got to be delighted with that as... We imagine a lot of these top quarterbacks will start flying off. Well, Joe Burrow, he must have heard us, comes flying off the board <laughs> right away. And like you said earlier, that tier of quarterbacks, you can see there with Dak and Lamar, who I assume is sort of creeping around the back of that tier one that you that you have are, are coming off the board. And you got to be pretty pleased getting one of those elite quarterbacks locked up so early. Yeah, like I said, it, my, my philosophy is to have a, an elite anchor uh, the, the I guess the question you've got now is, do I take another QB soon or do I sort of um, fade it a little bit? So we'll we'll just have to see how it falls. I'm, yeah. I, prom- I promised I'm not going to be dirty and take Deshaun Watson off there. I said, uh, I don't want to do it that way. I want to make it as authentic and genuine as possible right now on these circumstances. So um, I'll just have a look through the available players. So you've got sort of at the top, if you're looking quarterback, you got you got Trevor Lawrence there and Justin Fields and Matthew Stafford and you know some some pretty top tier running backs with Kirk and Kamara and Eckler up there too. Yeah, can you just have a look at tight ends for us, please? Of course. So I think I seen Kyle Pitts leave. I did. So you got Andrews and Kelsey and Kittle and, and Waller at the top, as you'd expect. Yeah, I mean I'm in about 20 leagues. I've not got Kyle Pitts anywhere and I've not even got him on the hot seat. No, I think he just flew off. Yeah, he came off at two eights with two picks before us. 
Okay, yeah, I've made my selection. So um, I think another thing that I like to do in in my startups is uh, to have at least one anchor running back as well. Mm-hmm. So I think what you'll tend to find this off season is a lot of a lot of players will start fading running back and going uh, zero RB. Um, a lot of people will do hero RB, which is taking one at the top and then leaving it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I'm taking running back is there's a guy that's on the screen there that I've got in my second tier. I've got him in there with guys like Swift, uh, McCaffrey, Javante and Najee. I've actually got him above Javante and Najee based on how I like to play on two-year windows. Mm-hmm. Um, it also adds, a, adds in a little bit of spice that I'm actually starting the draft with a stack. So if, if you clear up, you'll know what I pick. It's Austin Eckler for the Chargers. Austin Eckler. What a great pick as well. You know, I think maybe having the, the flaming guitar in the back of that <laughs> has, has influenced you to pick pick off Sacker, but yeah, you know, that that PPR upside he's got, and a link with with Justin Herbert, and that stack, like you said, right off the bat, that's going to that's gonna be a great start to, to any team, so Austin Eckler locked up, and the beauty of picking at spot number three is we're right on the board again so quickly, and as Dalvin Cook and Cooper Cup just came off the board there, so here we are, we've got we didn't mention any of the receivers last time there. Receivers sort of near the top are Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, and, and Jalen Waddle, who you won't pick because you obviously think he's rubbish. <laughs> Love it, yeah. So, yeah, if you just uh, look at the QBs first, please. Yeah, no problem. So, your Fields and Stafford, Aaron Rodgers is still there, uh, hanging about in the start of the third round, and your boy Jalen Hurts, obviously. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, w- one thing I didn't mention sort of at the last pick is when you're in real draft, you can, and you know the turn, which is sort of the four picks at the start of the end, uh, one to four, um, nine to 12 in, in your 12-team leagues. You can sort of guess and predict what teams are going to do when you get a little bit into the draft. Uh, you can sort of work out, mm. let's say, for example, your pick, let's say you pick two, and you fancy in a tight end, and you know that the guy that's, that's gone one, he's got Travis Kelsey, and you're picking before him and then picking after him. You don't have to take tight end before him because he's not taking second guy. Can sort of sort of yeah. wait. Um, obviously, in this scenario, I'm not that fussed about what the computer's going to do. I, I know that people can be um, unpredictable, but um yeah i just think focusing on my tiers uh, at this stage and then maybe when we get a little bit late, later into it we can uh, mm. sort of play the guessing game but yeah qb it's it's a position that you've got to you've got to prioritize otherwise you're having to overpay um even despite the trade cycles you'll find that qb is the one position where to get one you have to really pay up for it or get lucky yeah. in a, on a rookie pick so out of the guys that's left i was kind of hoping russell was will be there but I guess um, with his move to Denver it's pushed him up a little bit too far but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go for not the home pick I'm not picking Jalen Hurts uh, I'm going to go for Aaron Rodgers of the Packers I just feel that um, sort of looking at his his career he, he's basically always a QB1 uh, that's whoever he's had a, a wide receiver obviously there's a loss of Devontae Adams but 
you've got to think that <laughs> taking at least one wide receiver. I know a couple of years back we thought that and I took Jordan Love and AJ Dillon, but um, I just think he's, he's that good. He's that efficient. Um, he's truly an amazing QB from a real-life point of view as well. You might be able to get him later. So in, in a real-life scenario, you might be able to trade down. But, yeah, just I'm going to take Rodgers. He's in a tier for me with guys like Dak and Burrow, which yeah, obviously Burrow went, I think, 1-5 or something. So to get him at 303, I'm dead pleased with that. Yeah, I think, and as well, you mentioned, like, obviously, he has lost Devontae Adams. You've heard a few people, you know, saying about, oh, will Adams be able to do it without Rodgers? I haven't really heard anyone saying, will Rodgers be able to do it without Adams? You know, he's, he's proven yeah. it. He's proven it already. So I think Rogers is, is you know, CFS Files is here and just signed that new deal as well. So yeah, I mean, yeah you got you got Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers as your quarterbacks. That's yeah, you gotta be delighted. And I think as well, like the way I draft it's it's kind of balancing with age as well. So I mentioned veterans at the start, but it's not just about having all veterans or having all rookies, it's about having a nice balance. Because uh, if you're taking all rookies, you've got loads of uncertainty. You're going to have mm. some that hit, some that miss. If you're taking all veterans, then uh, your team's going to be burnt out in, in two years. You might as well play redraft. Um, yeah. So, yeah, get, getting that blend and the, the way it's fallen, it's, 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 well, it's worked a treat. I, I plan that, definitely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here we are. We're we're back on the board now at the back end of round number four. We see some pretty big names at the top, like Mark Andrews and, and Tua and Deontay Johnson up there, along with, with Travis Kelsey, a little bit older, but obviously still just an absolute machine at tight end. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Could you could you go to the draft board? Yeah. Can I have a look at teams? Yeah, Two and three. Is that possible? Yeah, so if we choose what team would you like? Do you want to see the team drafting right after you? Uh, one and two, please, yeah. Yeah, so team one has got Mahomes, Watson, and Dalvin Cook. Okay. And team number two has got Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, and Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. And then I'll show you just one after as well, the team picking right after you. They've got Burrow, Wilson, Mixon, and Kittle as well. Yeah. So at this stage, there's there's not a, not a ton that I'm sort of worrying about for the the two teams after me at this pick. Um, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. And another thing I like to do is have an anchor tight end. <laughs> yeah. So I, honestly, I think if you've got any aspirations of challenging for a championship, you need to have an elite tight end. Um, there's a top three, a top five, a top seven. It's very debatable as to who you've got where. Um, personally, I don't think George Kittle belongs in that group at the top. I think it's a top three. You mentioned Kyle Pitts, so uh, early you went round two. We've got Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Um, even before the trade of Tyreek Hill, my preference uh, would be Travis Kelsey. I think he's done it for so long. There's no signs of him. Um slowing down, he's, uh, he's going to be the focal point of that offence even more. Uh, but I do think the Chiefs will have enough in that offence to still give enough space. Obviously, Juju's going to draw some coverage. Yeah. They've, they've signed a deep guy. I imagine they'll, they'll draft another deep guy as well, uh, MBS. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take my tight end to Travis Kelsey. Banging. Yeah, I think, I think that's great. And you, you're right. Like One thing I think... 
maybe maybe people do, but you don't hear people talking about a lot. The sort of yeah, if one thing is not talked about enough, I think is if Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews was a wide receiver, they'll be a top ten yeah. wide receiver every single year in terms of points scored. And if you look yeah. at the receivers here, you got Deontay Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Devonta Swift. They're not going to be top ten wide receivers, not exactly. this year. And I think with with Kelsey, he's not showing any signs of slowing down. He's tied to Mahomes, who's an unbelievable QB, uh, on a pathway to being in the Hall of Fame, uh, which yeah. is uh, a notch down from the Hall of Flame. But um, <laughs> of course, I just think like Travis Kelsey, he is a unicorn. He's like Tony Gonzalez. Um, yeah, and Tony Gonzalez, he was a high end tight end, one up to being age thirty seven. Now I'm not going to say Kelsey is going to do the same, but. He's 32. I think two years is what I'm playing on. I'm very happy with him as my my Titan too. Um, yeah. So yeah. Plus, you're a Chiefs fan, aren't you? So it's it's I am, yeah. Yeah, that both those brought a smile to my face. So yeah, I'm quite happy to to lock in Travis Kelsey as well. Plus, you know, I think him and his brother are gonna play forever anyway. So they'll just um, keep plus, going. Plus, I nearly rinched you on my homes earlier, so uh, <laughs> it, it, it's only fair that I give a bit of praise to... Um... <laughs> to the Chiefs. I've got a Chiefs banner back there somewhere. There's one somewhere. It's hiding. I think I'm sitting behind it. I prefer Hasbulla. <laughs> Imagine he was a quarterback. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, I, think he, I think he is a QB for the Cardinals, isn't he? Um, <laughs> pretty sure he is. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's back round to me now at the uh, at the five oh three, and it's so uh, yeah. What the guy that I was thinking of in my head at the last pick, hoping he'd make it there, he he is still there, which is uh, quality news to be honest. I think wide receiver, I've not got any of those yet, but to be honest, outside of the top twelve or thirteen wide receivers, I personally I'm happy to punt it. I think those first. 12 or 13 quality assets that I think is a massive tier gap. I think any wide receiver between sort of 14 to wide receiver 40, you can get very similar production. There's loads of values to be had there. So, yeah, because all those top tier of top two tiers of wide receivers have gone, uh, just scanning the board there. I'm going to avoid wide receiver, obviously, tight end. I don't need, I've just took. Um, the GOAT, Kelsey, QB, we've got two QBs. Um, yeah. I'm not going to be that person that drafts loads of QBs and looks to trade after the draft because I just hate that strategy, to be honest. I think it's good to have enough QBs, but personally, if I see a guy taking four or five QBs, I'm not trading for a QB with him. I'm going to let him t- keep all the QBs. You're not having any yeah. assets. Good luck. Um, so it just brings me to running back really I didn't yeah. mention at the start I like having sort of a hero the approach with one elite guy but there's there's a talent there that's absolutely screaming out to me if if any of you listen to the wildcard uh, fantasy wildcard and um follow me on twitter you, you'll know that I love this guy um he's currently my running back 12 but I'm being pretty conservative there I think um, we've not had a chance to see him as a rookie yet. Uh, yeah. He's got a new head coach. Uh, the offense is looking prime to make the step, but um, the guy I'm taking is Travis Etienne of the Jags. If we look, I have a, a rookie model which sort of projects guys coming into the league. Travis Etienne, he's scores a 
right up there with the elite talents. Uh, I had him above Najee Harris and Javante last year before the injury. So if he gets close to that level of production and ends up that level of value, round five, you've crushed it, to be honest. Yeah, I thought when I seen his name there, I thought that's who he's going to go for. Yeah, obviously listen to to the Wildcard podcast. So you got to love the value of of Travis Etienne here. You know, finally, you know, getting a chance to play once again with his with his college quarterback. And you know, you know that injury, well, may have looked bad. It did mean that he wasn't able to get coached by Urban Meyer for a year, which can only be a real <laughs> a real positive. So, so let's get Travis Etienne locked in. In the fifth round, wow, that is great value. In the fifth round, is you see Aaron Jones and Tua and Elijah Moore coming off the boards as we wait to see who we're going to grab in round number six. A couple of quarterbacks coming off there, like the leader chase. You've got to be happy seeing people like Zach Wilson go off the board as someone's like QB2 thinking, you know, I got Aaron Rodgers just a few rounds ago. Yeah, I was a bit sad to see... Uh... Keenan Allen and Mike Evans go a couple of picks before me. They were they're two guys that I love. Um, I think they're always undervalued. Um, maybe if Brady stayed away, Evans might have fallen, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's, you know, there is, like you said earlier, at wide receiver, there is that sort of, you know, kind of muddy kind of puddle. And and after you get your your elite guys, then you have this weird sort of potential cesspool of this guy could be this and this, but everyone is the same. Everyone could be this guy. Everyone could be this guy, but no one's quite, you know, shown it yet. Like if you have a look at the top, Rashad Bateman and Jerry Judy, two sort of prime examples of that. Yeah. Could I have a look at QB please, Max? Yes, of course. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr sitting at the top. Hmm. It's interesting. There's a few QBs that I like that I could be taking next pick, but Hmm. I think wide receiver, there's no value there at the moment. It's still sort of in that that middle, yeah, middle ground tight end. I don't need so. I'm probably going to go back to the running back pool if you bring up the running backs, please. Yeah, so you got Edge. Oh wow, I've just seen a name. Wow, oh my goodness, Michael Carter sitting up there as well, <laughs> along with no. you know <laughs> Clyde, as Ali calls him, Clyde Edwards, hilarious, um, and yeah, a couple of other names up there. This is interesting. There's there's a few guys that stand out. I'm definitely going to go running back. The two guys that are coming to mind are AJ Dillon and Leonard Fournette. Um, It's sort of which way do I want to go with the age of the roster? Running back-wise, I've got Eckler, who's, uh, I think, 26, 27. You've got Etienne, Mm -hmm. who's 22. So um, I could go either of these picks and be be happy. But yeah, I, I like to win. Win from the offset. It might be a bit of a reach, but I'm going to take Leonard Fournette. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, you know, just signed that new deal and obviously has Tom Brady back as his quarterback. Yeah, he's definitely, I don't see any reason why he won't just continue to to shine in that offense. So, yeah, you've got Fournette in there to go along with, with Austin Eckler. So, yeah, if you play in your two-year windows, you're going to absolutely smash it in year one and year two. You'd like to hope that one of them's still around in uh, <laughs> in a year's time. Yeah, I heard that about Brady as well. Like it was, I can't remember what I was listening to, but the host, it might have been yourselves, was just saying, "It's like who's to say that he doesn't come back again? Like it might not be one and done. He might just keep going." That's the thing, and Brady presents an awesome value if you're trying to get him now because everybody thinks one year 
if you pay uh, a late first and early second for him, mm-hmm. first of all, that's great value. But second of all, if you get a second season, yeah, wow, you've absolutely robbed him. Yeah. So here we are now. We're on the on the board, round number seven. I'll flick on all positions so you're able to see who you got. So you got Michael Carter, Marquise Bryant, Amari Cooper, an interesting prospect just moving to Cleveland as well. Yeah, it's an interesting bunch of guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the QBs, I'm, I'm interested in QB. I do like having a solid QB3, but I know his cousins on there, there's their castle there that are, that's down the board. So I'm not going to touch QB. Running backs, I've, I've, I've exhausted that. If, if it was a guy like AJ Dillon there, uh, I would have took that value. We know that running backs, they become uh, very valuable in season as yeah. well. Uh, as a handcuff, if you've got injuries or trading to another team. So yeah, I'm going to have a, my first dip into the wide receiver pool at this stage. So... Have a look at the guys on there. I'll uh, bring up my rankings. Actually, that'd be a good, good shout. Yeah, just to just to make sure you got just to make you sure know, a lot of people, as you see, you know, people obviously like Calvin Ridley just sliding down and down and down even further. The more this app gets updated, so you got Marquise Brown and Mari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk and, and Mike Williams up at the top. Do you actually think about? Um, doesn't come too often, but like with with Mike Williams, you know, you obviously already have Herbert and you already have Eckler. Do you ever think about, oh, I don't want too many players from the one team, or you just kind of no good players equals good points equals good. Yeah, personally, I think if you've got three from the same team, it's it's pretty tricky. Uh, mm. Obviously, this is a dynasty draft of 18, 18 um, spots, eighteen roster mm. spots. I think if you're spending what one sixth of your roster on one team, first of all you've got three buys in the same week. Um, you've you've got guy, you've got a team, you've got it as well where if they have a bad game, you you sank pretty much. If especially if the starters, um, so I do like the idea of stacking, but I think over stacking it's just a little bit a bit too rich for me. But if it were Keenan Allen, might have changed my yeah. tune a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, um, looking at the guys on there, I've got Cooper, I've got Ayuk, um, I've got Colin Sutton uh, and Claypool all in the same tier. So mm. rankings-wise, you can sort of pick and choose. Um, looking at my roster, I think, I think I'm just going to shoot for the moon, to be honest. I'm pretty happy with the, the sort of floor players. I've got the veterans, uh, Fournette, Kelsey... Um, I've got the QBs, Rogers and uh, Herbert, uh, Eckler as well. So I can shoot with the moon and go for the guy that I think's got the highest upside if if, if everything hits. Um, this guy's got a, a massive QB upgrade. It's a guy that's gonna really match his skill set as a someone that gets downfield. That is great under the deep ball, um, touchdown scorer. Um, he actually flashed in yeah, early on in his career with Drew Locke. Amazingly, it was a top top fifteen wide receiver with Drew Locke, which is yeah. unreal. To be fair, um, he, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver of Denver, is getting Russell Wilson, and he's I think he's way better than Jerry Judy as well. So um, yeah, I'm happy for him to my my uh, wide receiver one. Boom! Let's get Cortland Sutton locked in, then. and you know, 
Russell Wilson already posting videos on social media showing him and Cortland Sutton linking up, which obviously sends everyone into a frenzy because, you know, quarterback throws ball to his receiver and that's just, you know, too much for some people. But you got to you gotta love the upside of Russell Wilson, a guy who loves to throw the ball downfield, and Cortland Sutton, a guy who loves to just get up and, and win contested catches. So I think, I think you're in for a winner there with that one. I'm just fuming that Derek Carr's gone. <laughs> Has he gone? Oh, gone. no. Yeah, Cousins, Ryan, and Carr, like that that safety blanket QB3, like those three are kind of in the same kind of bracket there, all gone. This, uh, yeah. this hot, hot seat just got a little bit hot, I think. Uh... Yeah, did someone turn the heat up? What's going mm. on? <laughs> and, yeah, your QB safety blanket is... Uh, well, it's not safe anymore, is it? You got Baker and Sam Darnold and Jared. Well, Jared got, I suppose, is safe, but not in a good way. Um, oh my god, yeah. Can I look at QB players and just see what's what what's remains? <laughs> yeah, you've yeah, Baker, Darnold, Jared Goff, Winston, Daniel Jones is still there, Davis Mills is still there, who I've been buying as much as I can of. I like Davis Mills, I think he's a he's very underrated. I think he's very similar to Mac Jones in terms of production. If he was guaranteeing his starting job for two years, I'd have him ranked next to Matt Jones, to be honest. Yeah. But I just think it is tough with a, a new coach, uh, draft picks coming up in the next couple of seasons. You never know. Um, yeah, let's have a look at wide receiver as well, please. Yeah, do you want the QBs still there? Or do you want them off? Yeah, we'll get rid of QBs. So you've got. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Alan Robinson, obviously just gone to the Rams as well, and, and Tyler Lockett, who you know, I was going to say is, is Boomer Bus kind of player, but that was with Russell Wilson, so he might just be one of those now. Yeah, it's... Um, I think I'm going to go wide receiver here again. A guy I actually missed from last time was Amon Ross, St. Brown. <laughs> he was in that tier as well, so yeah, it's nice that he's still there. Got massive love for guys like uh, Robinson, Lockett, Brandon Cooks, mm. um, Juju Smith-Schuster's there. I can't believe he's that low, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, just just looking at my rankings, uh, the two that are in the in the same tier, you've got Amon Ra and you've got Juju. So that's where it boils down to. I think playing it safe, I'm going to just take Amon Ra St. Brown just because I think I've got Kelsey. If I take Juju Smith-Schuster, just cap it a little bit. I think if you're going for stacks, you need a QB and something else. Mm -hmm. So um, Amon Ra St. Brown is a guy that I've not actually got in any dynasty league. I think he did tremendous last season. There's been a lot made of he was the only guy, but you've still got to get them targets. Um Ockinson will do fine. I think Swift will do fine as well. But uh, feel stretchy DJ Chark, he's signed for them. <laughs> yeah, as, he's... As, as you'll know, I'm 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 apparently his biggest fan, but I'm actually not a fan at all. Um, I was thinking about you know getting a DJ Chark cut out um, instead of a high school <laughs> one in the background, but they they don't, they don't sell those. So um... yeah, I think uh, yeah, Amara St Brown is is a guy that's gonna play from the slot again. He's keeping the same system, um, same QB, probably. Um, you never know, maybe they'll get a Malik Willis and in time. That can be a nice little tandem to go together, both young dudes. So, yeah, I'm around St. Brown, cheers. Yeah, great choice as well. And I think 
you know, I hear, yeah, like we said a lot about Abu Rasifan, like people saying, well, he was the only guy. It's like, well, well, then that makes it more impressive because then he's the one that's getting, you know, double coverage or he's the one that's getting, you know, covered by the team's best defensive player. So that makes it even more impressive that he was still able to produce so well when he was the only guy as a rookie being covered by the other team's best. So I can't wait to see what he can do whenever he has, you know, some more weapons around him and, and use what he's proved already to, to keep that target share high. And here we are, round number nine, as Mike Gesicki coming off in round number nine and Tony Pollard as well. So I'll put on all positions for us again. We've still got Baker and Al Robinson, who we talked about earlier up there. Uh, Dallas Goddard up there as a tight end too, as well as, you know, Daryl Henderson and, and Chris Carson right at the bottom of the screen as well as running backs that are available. Yeah, I'm, to be honest, QB, I, I've got my eyes on QB, but it's just a little bit. There's a few options there that are all right. Uh, yeah. Winston, Daniel Jones, I think they can give me a bit of upside as my QB3. I guess worst case, if those guys don't uh, are not there at the next pick, I've, I've still got two studs, which I can look to find someone um, at some point. So, yeah, I'm going to go wide receiver again. If you could bring those up, please. Yeah, wide receiver again. So the guys we sort of, you know, talked about before, Robinson and Lockett and, and Cooks, obviously, as well. Along with uh, Rondell Murstall or um, Julio Jones. It says Tennessee next to him, but I think he's been released has he yeah yeah so Julio Jones at, at question mark and Michael Gallup and Robert Woods he's now at Tennessee actually yeah I'm gonna sort of I'm gonna sound like a right hypocrite here um we'll, we'll have to edit out that last bit about not getting players from the same team but um <laughs> yeah the, the guy that's standing out is Juju Smith-Schuster um who, mm-hmm. who plays for your Chiefs I'm proper pandering to you today I have to after the yeah I'm I'm going to just put you at the top of the Hall of Fame before I put this out. I'm just going to rub it out and put it in live right now. Love it. No, I just think with, with Smith-Huster, like, before before the Chiefs sign in, I was really high on him. Um, I was on a five-yard dynasty pod at uh, the end of end of February and mentioned him as a guy that he was undervalued. He was a guy I was looking to buy. He's been a, a wide receiver one before. He's still only 25. He's that's playing five seasons in the league. So, um, really young guy. He's flashed it. Um, the Chiefs' offense, he, he's potentially going to be the, the second option in that offense now behind Kelsey. He's yeah. tied to Mahomes. It is a one-year deal, which is a little bit risky because let's let's say worst case scenario, he gets injured or he flames out. He could end up anywhere next season. Mm-hmm. I, I would have preferred a, a multi-year deal, but as one of the biggest weapons for Mahomes, I think he's a huge, huge value here, so I've got to take him, and I'll worry about if I'm going to hypothetically trade him or just try and uh, roll with both him and Kelsey. Yeah, so let's get new Kansas City wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster locked in, and you know, he said that he's on that kind of one-year prove-it deal, but that can end up, you know, being an awesome thing as well, because you know, if we know that, someone who certainly knows that is Juju Smith-Schuster, so He's going to be putting everything he can into this as, you know, he's he's got to make this a hit or it could be his last big payday in the NFL. Yeah, I think as well, like, there was a lot of talk when Tyreek was still on the Chiefs that he wouldn't get enough targets. But mm-hmm. to be honest, look who the wide receiver twos have been on 
on the on, on the Chiefs, Demax Robinson, Byron Pringle, Nico Harman, these sort of guys. It's not fair to say that Juju can't um, yeah. sort of get those targets. It, it, it's daft to, to to say that, to be honest. I think he's such a, a quality talent. He's been a wide receiver one. He was going to get targets. He's going to get more targets now as well. Would, would, yeah. it, be a, would it be a shock if he was top 10 in targets in the league next season? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think he's he's going to be... I think once the season starts, Juju Smith's just price is going to rocket. So get him now while you can. Indeed. Let's have a look at those QBs, Goss. All right, let's see. I saw that absolute sea of red on the screen, and yeah, it wasn't nice, to be honest. Yeah, you've got a couple of them coming <laughs> off, like Daniel Jones, you talked about there. Yeah. We've got names talked about, like Davis Mills still there. Um, yeah, and some, some other. Tom Brady's still there, obviously. He's sort of <laughs> creeping up the board once again since he uh, retired. Mitchell could- Trubisky as well, still there. Yeah, to be honest, I could be dirty and take either, either Brady or Trubisky. <laughs> um, and Jimmy G, who's still at the 49ers? Yeah, and, for now. well, he's, he's yeah. projected to be the starter next season, which, being honest, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he is because there's been a lot of reports of Lance um, not, not being as far along as expected. So, mm. Plus, you've got to think as well, Jimmy G he's going to have a job in the NFL. I don't think he's an amazing fancy QB, but he's been to the Super Bowl. He went deep in the playoffs last season. It wasn't because of him, because it was a team around him, but in terms of a starting job as a QB free, you're even looking for one of two different QBs. You're even looking for someone that's safe, that's going to play if you've got risky QB one and two, or you're looking for an upside, someone that yeah. could potentially be massive. Um I've- I've just seen a name at the bottom of that list. Oh, yeah, I love so, him as well. Oh. <laughs> I do love Marcus Mariota, to be fair. Um, I'll never give in on Marcus Mariota, you know that. <laughs> yeah. I'll never give up. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to take QB. I don't think I'm being dirty taking this guy because he's, he's in a similar tier to sort of guys that are going off the board, Daniel Jones, etc. I'm going to take Mitchell Trubisky of Pittsburgh. Yep. I think he was badly done to in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's he's flashed it as a QB one before in fantasy. He's got that dual threat ability. He's got some lovely weapons there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think he's massively underrated. He's someone that as a QB three, you've you've got upside. That there'd be no point of me taking like a really boring Jimmy G at this pick because he's not never gonna play easy behind Wilson, a mm-hmm. bit uh, behind um Herbert and Rogers. So yeah. I'd rather go for an upside of Trubisky at this pick, like QB 26, 28, 30. And if he does if he does flash and his value rises, it's it's providing an opportunity to, to move on from him at a later date. Yeah, I think Trubisky is a great, great player to, to get in here. And you know, what might be an underrated thing about him is he's actually sat, you know, and watched that that Buffalo offensive room play for for a full season and he's probably learned an awful lot um from that and hopefully he'll be able to put it to good use at the at the Steelers and and in your team as well so we're back on the clock round number 11 you got Bobby Trees up at the top along with Cordero Patterson a really interesting Mm -hmm. prospect can he do it again 
I'm unsure, but if he does, it would be a steal at this time. Yeah, if you put the running backs and wide receivers on, please. I'll have a yeah. look at those two. So again, sort of in a similar kind of role as Kadarrell Patterson in the can he do it again? You got Connor Renfro is, is popping up there. Obviously, his target share is going to take a bit of a dip with, with Adams coming in there. And Christian Kirk, you know, one of the highest paid athletes in the entire world now is, <laughs> no. is still there. So, what pick is this that we're at, Mags? Uh, we are pick number three in the 11th round. Right, so it's quite a bit of a gap before the next guy, so... I think looking at the wide receivers there, there's it it does feel like you're getting into a bit of a danger, danger range at this stage. Yeah. But there is there is one guy that's well, let's see, there's there's actually two guys in, in my tier that's that's left. There's Hunter Renfro and there's Christian Kirk. Uh, but I do think with the recent Devontae Adams news, it's gonna be bad news for Renfro and Waller, their yeah. volume guys. So maybe I need to drop Renfro a tier. Um, so that, that leaves me Christian Kirk. Again, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite for earlier saying guys on the same team, and obviously I've got ETN. Uh, but Christian Kirk is one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. you just got to follow the money. He's going he's gonna to have to show that he's worth that money. He's going to get plenty of opportunity to show that as well. Personally, I'd have preferred for him to stay in Arizona. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Christian Kirk, if, if Trevor Lawrence takes that step, he's going to be mega. I think he's he's actually done really well uh, for, the, for the Cardinals. He did battle some injuries early on in his career. He had a really nice profile coming out of college as well. So, Christian Kirk, wide receiver for him. Very pleased with that. Yeah, let's get Christian Kirk locked in. Yeah, you're right. They're, they're paying him that much money. They're, they're going to have to use him. Um, even just to justify that that kind of price tag that he's got. So let's hope that he pulls everything off in his first season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. As we have that bit of a long wait coming down to the back end of the 12th round, we see you know Curtis Samuel and, and Jordan Love and, and Corey Davis coming off the boards. A couple of risks for sure. As Devin Singer really flies off right before we're back in the board. I'll show you everything we got. We've got another Chiefs player if you really are. Although, <laughs> don't know how pleased I, I, I was about Ronald Jones, but, you know, he's 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 fast. He's a good runner. Um, he he might end up being a bit of a gadgety player. Well, this this page, it's just littered with uh, guys that I apparently love. Uh, Ronald Jones, I, I, I did really like him before uh, the Fournette uh, Playoff Lenny, that breakout. I thought that yeah. I thought Ronald Jones was miles better than Keyshawn Vaughn, which I was proved to be right on that one. Uh, Will Fuller, I've loved for many years as a absolute roller coaster. Obviously, anyone listening to Fan <laughs> Fan Wildcard knows that DJ Chark is uh, a big lover of mine. Not yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, get, get off the terrace Marshall he's there as oh, well wow. so, yeah um, oh, this is like your your greatest hits all in one page right this wow, is... it's, it's it's like um, it's like being on Tinder this it's brilliant <laughs> uh, I am married with children so sorry to any ladies that are listening out there um, let's just have a look and so yeah I, I'm a bit good that Devin Singletree went I think if he yeah, I, I don't think the, the Bills are taking around one running back. Everyone seems to mock 
Breeze Hall there at the back end of round one. I just I can't see it for a team that that they spent like back to back third round picks on running backs. The they've added guys like Matt Breeder last season. I think yeah. Duke Johnson this season. I can't see him adding a round one running back. So a bit good he went. I do like Kenneth Gainwell. I think he's obviously a Philly fan. I'm I'm actually not a homer. I'm really harsh on Philly players. So yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I think um wide receiver five, I can sort of play for upside. I've got some floor guys in there. Uh, St. Brown, Juju. I've got Sutton, who I expect to make a big leap as well. So I'm playing for upside. I'm gonna go wide receiver. Willful is pretty appealing, to be honest, but we don't know where his head's at. Uh, with everything, where he's going to land, probably, probably back in Cleveland with uh, Deshaun Watson. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I will fare outside in in those elements in Cleveland. It can be pretty, pretty bad towards the the back end of the year. So, um, I'm going to take another guy that plays in a, a bit of a strange climate, but he absolutely showed out in the playoffs. He's got a massive ceiling. Um. I think he's got like over 50 points in the playoff game. It's, it's Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. I just think at wide receiver five, you're thinking upside. I'm happy to yeah. take him and see what happens. It might not be anything, but what we're in double-digit rounds, I'm I'm happy to just shoot for the moon. And you look at the guys that's on this page, Terrace Marshall, Brian Edwards, uh, Robbie Anderson, Nico Collins. I'll, I'll take a point on Gabe Davis there. The, they've lost Cole Beasley as well and uh, Emmanuel Sanders, so maybe there's more yeah. targets coming his way. Yeah, I think that's a really good pick. You know, anyone anyone tied with with Josh Allen, you think, has, has at least got a shot of being, you know, real dynasty asset. And like you said, he's um, he's lost a bit of the competition surrounding him, so it could be good things coming for, for Gabe Davis as we're, we're back on the clock quite quickly again. As we see, you know, other people popping up there, like like Miles Gaskin, obviously at, at Miami, and you know, some people like Irv Smith Jr. a tight end who, you know, I quite like as well at, at Minnesota. The only is he the only tight end at Minnesota at the minute? I don't know if they signed anybody. Yeah, I think he uh, the lost Tyler Conklin to the the Jets. Yeah. Um, Irv Smith is a guy that <laughs> it gets uh, it gets a lot of love for not doing a lot. Um, in his first couple of years, apart from being young and, and flashing a bit of athleticism. But I do think, depending on what happens, um, I mean, there's no other good tight ends this offseason, but if the Vikings had a, a wide receiver three of no, that's going to be bad for Irv Smith. But mm. the, the guys, the coach that's come over is, um, I think it's Kevin O'Connell from the Rams. So if, if they get a high-powered offense, keep that going, more passing, less rushing then Irv Smith's potential breakout candidate. Yeah. Can I have a look at just running back and wide receiver, please? Yeah, of course. So you've got kind of the guys we mentioned earlier and some people sneaking on towards the bottom of the board. Uh, Devontae Parker down there. Khalil Herbert, who's, you know, in a bit of a sticky situation, but quite talented running back as well as uh, De'Ami Brown and Jalen Rager. Okay, let's just look at running backs on their own, please. Yep. Uh, Raheem Mostert popping up there and, and Tress Sermon towards the, the bottom along with Sonny Michelle and Dearness Johnson as well. Yeah, it's a bad part of draft list, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is, I say it, I think every episode, this is like my my favourite part, like towards the end where it's just like, oh, what do I do? And like, yeah, it's it's all about 
yeah, as you said earlier, it's just about upside, I think, at this stage. And you're not going to get, well, you're probably not going to get anyone you can really rely on at this stage. So it's just about, right, who who might win me some games. Yeah, I think that you mentioned him then. The one guy that really stands out is uh, Raheem Moster. I think it's a really shrewd signing by the Dolphins. He's obviously flashed that that um, potential, that that ability in the San Francisco 49er system, which is now over in Miami. It's looking yep. like a pretty pretty explosive offensive sign. Uh, All-pro left tackle, uh, or might play right tackle with Tua, uh, Terran Armstead, mm. obviously got Tyree Kill, uh, Gasicki, uh, Jalen Waddle. So it's going to give plenty of opportunity. Chase Edmonds is going to be there as well, but this is what running back 40, 50, at that range, everybody's going to be running back by committee or guys that are in niche. So I'll take most. I know he's an old guy, but running back four, I'm not that fussed. I think you, you tend to find young guys really late in your drafts as well, uh, in your rookie drafts as well. So, um, yeah, let's, let's lock in most. Uh, I'm not too pleased, but he'll do. Yeah, I think uh, just for, you know, that, that upside alone, and most just kind of guy that, you know, will, when he's on the field, he he looks amazing when he plays. Like every time you see him play, it's like this guy is so fast and so good. And then he just can't stay healthy. So even if you get a chance when he is flash, you'd be like, well, I can just sell him now. Hopefully I'll I'll get you know a better rookie coming back. Let's and see how it drops. Yeah, here we are. Round number 14, back end round number 14. We'll get all the positions put back on again. You got people like Gronk sitting up at the top. You got Chuba Hubbard, Naheem Hines, Tress Sermon. Yeah, a lot more of the lesser, lesser exciting players, we'll, we'll say. <laughs> I think we'll just go for all positions. So if you could just bring up QB, please. Yep. I see the GOAT Mario is still there. Um, he is. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a look at running back now. Running backs on the board. So yeah, you still got like Jenny McKissick, Mike Davis. Sonny Michelle still still kicking around there. Yeah, and Gus Edwards an interesting name as well. Um, mm-hmm. Let's check wide receiver. So receivers, you got Russell Gage, you got Van Jefferson, who, I mean, the Rams just keep signing wide receivers, unfortunately for him, so he might get buried a little bit, but I do quite like him. And Marquise Callaway and Paris Campbell as well, so near the top. Yeah, and then lastly, tight end, we'll just have a quick scan of that. Yeah. Uh, aforementioned Kronk still sitting up there Adam Troutman Logan Thomas who obviously had a great season two two years ago along with you know Zach Ertz and the guy I can't stop drafting wow. Evan Ingram and oh Albert O who you did mention Ooh. I think maybe before we started recording is sneaking down there too yeah interesting guy I think um, there's plenty of tight end there, there to be honest I've got Kelsey so it's definitely not tight end I think QB I'm gonna. I've got three. It'd be pointless taking one this early. Um, that's gonna be a backup of a backup. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you go back to running back and wide receiver, I'll I'll pick from those two. Cheers. Yeah. I think Russell Gage is an interesting one short term. If if Chris Godwin mm-hmm. uh, can't come back uh, straight away and firing on all cylinders. Yeah, Probably. and Godwin's Godwin does. I don't know when the last time Godwin played a full season was as well. He does tend to pick up little nicks here and there throughout the year. 
Yeah, he's had some interesting injuries. I think he had like a, a thumb injury a couple of seasons yeah. ago, and then like the the ACL injury, just a, f- a freak tackle, wasn't it? Like a low tackle, it just oh yeah, just it was wasn't great to watch to be honest. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go for running back actually. I'm gonna take uh, Gus Edwards of Baltimore. I think he's gonna be the, the primary backup to J.K. Dobbins, who he's coming back from an injury of his own. Uh, I like the offense, the fact that they're run heavy run heavy team. Uh, it's a pretty decent offence, to be fair. Last season, it flashed with Andrews, obviously, the Bateman and Oliver Brown, Lamar Jackson. So, um, yeah, Gus Edwards, I think we've seen it before that you want to have plenty of running back depth on your bench. It's better to have more running backs than wide receivers on your bench. So, um, I'll take Gus Edwards, please. Yeah, let's get Gus Edwards locked up. Obviously, we'll be playing there with with J.K. Dobbins, who's, you know, just coming off that injury himself as well. So, you know, you expect Gus Edwards to get a bit of playing time just to ease J.K. Dobbins back into things, if, if anything else. So we're now back on the clock. Round number 15, he wasn't any positions to be shown in particular. Did you have a, a person in mind? Yeah, show us wide receiver, please. Yeah, wide receivers. Crept on. We got pretty much the same kind of guys we were. Yeah talking about earlier there, I think Tim Patrick's kind of crept on down the bottom there. Yeah, the, the guy I'm going to pick, it's, it is a guy that's tied to a great offence. He did flash in patches this season. Um, the wide receiver caught, it's, it's got guy a, a guy that was unbelievable, one of the best wide receiver seasons we, we've ever seen. It's got... Um, it's got a guy that's come over from Chicago that's basically been on a milk carton for a season. And then you've got yeah. um, Odell Beckham, who will he re-sign? Will he be back back healthy? We don't know. We know that the Rams, are, they're a pass-heavy team. It, it can spot three wide receivers. It does use a fourth wide receiver a bit as well. So uh, this guy's a little bit sketchy again. You shoot for upside. So I'm going to take Van Jefferson, please. Yeah, I think that's really sensible. Are you right? He's... Yeah, just unfortunately got a lot of talent surrounding them. But, you know, like you said, they're, they're not the youngest of talent either. So Van Jefferson's got that youth there. And, you know, if he does find himself on the team, he's got a huge upside. I definitely agree with that. So Van Jefferson locked in in round number 15 as we are quickly sailing into our final three picks of the draft, which I must say so far is, is going incredibly well. But I'll do just before... We, you know, pick our last three players. Is I'll just show you the team so far, so you can get a, a grasp of if there's any positions you feel like you wanna, you wanna change up a little bit. So we've got, if I just sort by position, yeah, got your three quarterbacks in there. You've got five running backs. Uh, you've got six wide receivers and a tight end. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm gonna go wide receiver here. I think just, uh, just I think just give me that nice balance. In fact, we'll just have a quick look at running back, just yeah. to be, just to be just make sure. Yeah, so you got James White and Keyshawn Vaughn sitting up at the top there at running back, and um, some names we haven't talked about before. Uh, we don't need to talk about them anyway. Actually, yeah. just looking at the names. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wide receiver page. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting one, right? Uh, <laughs> Who's below them? Dal Williams is there, wow. I suppose, right? Yeah. 
and Mark Ingram's still on the way down there That's too. bad. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we look at wide receivers, I'll I'll make a pick from them. I think. Yeah. So Sterling Shepard, Amari Rogers, and AJ Green top of the page there, and there's yeah a bit more a bit more depth and for the brave Antonio Brown is is lurking there too. Yeah, there's a few Green Bay players here actually. That'd be a nice stack with Aaron Rodgers, um, mm-hmm. Amari Rodgers, and Alan Lazard are both on there. Obviously, Amari Rodgers did nothing as a rookie. Alan Lazard, he's, I don't think he's a great talent, but he does seem to have a bit of a connection with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers has lost, obviously, Adams and Marcus Valdez-Scantling. So, yeah, I'm going to take a punt on the Lizard King, Alan Lazard, as I think my wide receiver, 6-7, something like that. Yeah, wide receiver 7, I think, Alan Lazard. So let's get him Let's get him locked in. I was having a chat with my mate who's a, who's a Packers fan, and he was talking about, it's like, how much he likes Alan Lazard, and it was just like, he sounds more like, you know, Adam Lallana rather than Alan Lazard, like just kind of, <laughs> this kind of okay player did quite well, but no, nothing to get excited about. The uh, Liverpool mention, Lallana, obviously, Adam. best team. Obviously the best team, yeah, we'll, we'll do another podcast on that later. Maybe. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here we are, penultimate pick, 17th right. round, I'll yeah. flick on all the positions so you can have a look. Amari Rogers still there as well, who you just talked about, along with, you know, new... I haven't heard anyone talk about, and maybe there's a reason. So Gerald Everett has just signed for the Chargers. That's pretty exciting to have him tied with, with Justin Herbert, but whether he's, you know, good enough to actually do anything with it is, is the big question. Yeah, it'd be a stack as well for me, with me having Herbert, but obviously <laughs> Eckler as well. I think... I, the, the Chargers was the, the premium tight end spot for uh, the free agents. So yep. um, when, when it was ever, I think people sighed a little bit, but he's an athletic guy and all you really want in a tight end is someone that's athletic, someone that's getting an opportunity. So Everett potentially does fit the bill there. That The only downside with the Chargers is they do tend to use two or three guys. Is that because Cook, Steven Anderson and Donald Parama are not great. Maybe the the think Everett's better than him, better than them, and going to give him a lot more. But yeah, I touched upon it then about tight end being all about athleticism and being all about um, opportunity as well. Uh, it, I'm going to sound like an absolute moron because I said oh, I don't like having guys on the same offense that are that are skill position players. Um, but yeah, the the clear guy that stands out to me is my tight end eleven. Um, Albert O, Albert Okubunum. Um, <laughs> we had we had Lewis um, Lewis Wood on last week. Who just yeah. I I'm not even going to try and, and do it. He just did it so perfectly. So you have to oh. go back and listen, listen to listen to Lewis Wood say it. Yeah, I, Albert I can't, o. I can't do it just oh let's, Albert O. Yeah, let's get Albert O locked in. I mean, to have your tight end eleven here in in round number. 17 yeah you gotta be you gotta be pretty pleased with that and yeah now that that fant is is out of the way you've you gotta be pleased and if you get anybody complaining that it, it wouldn't go there i'll just take Everett instead it's fine yeah we could swap them and i'll 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 tweak it and, and post it but, but we'll take albert o for this one definitely <laughs> let's get let's get albert o locked in i'll just say if i just said gerald everett now as well i'll just paste it in later people yeah can flick it. <laughs> Two versions. 
as we get oh somebody taking Gardner Minshew interesting very interesting and there goes Gerald Everett as well as we sweep into our final pick of the mock draft we got people like Tyler Conklin Austin Hooper coming off the boards and here we go let's pause the clock bring up all our options wow I mean look at that that is a, a thing of beauty you've got Absolute premium talents like Marlon Mack and <laughs> John Brown. Wow. Um, yeah, KJ Osborne. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be tight end, but just to make it out there, Darrington Evans, he's a guy that um, I really liked as a, a big breakout last year as, uh, as a sleeper, sorry, that mm. was behind Derrick Henry. He was going to be the running back too. He got injured and yeah. um, never made it back. So he's an interesting deeper guy, but um, yeah, I'm not taking putting back. It's going to be tight, and we'll see what's left in that graveyard. Obviously, it doesn't doesn't really hurt me that I'm picking a tight end. This way, I've got Travis Kelsey, mm. Albert O. Yeah. So, so it, it's a similar theme. This guy, he's he's pretty close to Albert. I think he's my tight end thirteen from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's got a massive QB upgrade recently. Whether that's half a season this year or 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 not, we don't know the, the legal yeah. troubles of the Sean Watson. But like Lewis Wood, you mentioned, I'm gonna sort of steal his last two picks and uh, take David and Joku of of the Browns. Like Albert always super athletic. There's potentially an opportunity of Austin Hooper out of town as well. You'd like to think that now that they've got the Sean Watson, they're gonna maybe open up the pass game a little bit more. There's there's not a ton of wide receivers. There's Cooper who's notably bad in poor weather situations. He's mm. Cost me many a fantasy game. In, yeah, when I've been playing in the cold, playing in places like Philly and New England. So uh, mm. I don't forget those moments, Mary. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll finish with Njoku. Uh, what a guy! Yeah, let's get David and Njoku locked in, and you know, hopefully, he can start to fulfill some of that, some of that potential that we all know he's got with with a huge quarterback upgrade. So there we go, as. We see the final two picks, Donovan Peoples-Jones and, well, I'll scroll down to the bottom, let's see. And wow, Marlon Mack rounding off the draft. So, Kev, let's have a look at the team that you have built, this absolute, you know, bastion of dynasty greatness here. Juggernaut. We've got Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers and Mitchell Trubisky as our three quarterbacks. I mean, just... Yeah, two absolute legends of the game, and you got Mitchell Trubisky, who's who's getting a well, a probably well deserved second shot as well. I must say, yeah. so you got him getting in there. You got running back room of Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, Leonard Fournette, Raheem Moster, and Gus Edwards. You've got to be pretty pleased with that. There's easy to see the potential and the upside and just the sheer talent of of all of those running backs. We got a handful of wide receivers. We got Cortland Sutton, Amon Ross, and Brown. Juju Smith-Schuster, we got Christian Kirk, Gabriel Davis, Van Jefferson, and what do you call him? The Lizard King. The Lizard King. The Lizard King, Alan Lazard. And then a real solid tight end room of Travis Kelsey, Albert O, and David Njoku. you got to be pretty pleased with that, mate. To be honest, it, I'm not being biased or anything, but that's that's easily the best team that's been drafted on, <laughs> on Dynasty Hot Seat. Um, just to add a little bit of context to fading wide receiver as well, just I mentioned that the values between sort of wide receiver 14 and 40, but also 
it's the easiest asset to acquire in your leagues. You try going after yeah. a quarterback or a running back, you're paying max value no matter what time of the year you're buying. Whereas mm-hmm. wide receiver, it's easily accessible. You can pick up a wide receiver 40, 54, pretty cheap. So yeah. that's why it's worth fading in, in your startups outside of those top 12, 13. Yeah, and you can see there, just looking at you, you do you took Cortland Sutton, your first receiver off the board in, in round number seven. So, and then you just went seven, eight, nine, boom, 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 Sutton, St. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and you got you got some solid wide receivers on your team along with, you know, the, the high-end assets. You got other positions. I'm just so pleased with how it went. Uh, there was a few moments which I was feeling the pressure a bit, especially QB, um, when I was eyeing up like, yeah, your Daniel Jones and your, your Derek Cars, your, your Kirk Cousins, that type of yeah. type of guy. That would have been nice to to have that level of talent, but I can't really grumble with that team. I've I've got plenty of depth everywhere. It's it's it is an older team, I'd say, compared to most people's teams, but I'm here to win ships, not uh, not look good on you. Yeah, and it, you know it, it ties in it ties in so well with you know the advice you give at the start of the show, which is you know. Age, you know, does bring down that draft capital, but just just take advantage of that. And of course, you can do that while looking good and young as well. Maybe. Don't put yourself down. <laughs> Not as good as Aspola, though. No, never, never. He looks good all. for his age. <laughs> he looks amazing for his age. I don't know what age he is, but he's not. Uh, he looks great no matter what age he is. Um, okay. I think he's an adult. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how old. We'll, I'll do some research. I get some Aspola stats. I'll get his age, his height, yards per carry. We'll get it all. <laughs> so uh, as as the flames you know cooled down a little bit now i just want to say thank you again so much for for coming on i've had an absolute blast as as i knew i would with you coming on to the show and just everybody listening if you enjoyed this episode which you know i'm sure you did with with kev on the show you can see here we got the hall of flame so whatever you're listening to this on or watching it on get over to the youtube channel give this video a thumbs up the more thumbs up it gets the higher he's going to go up in the board. And, you know, we can get him on there. We've got Dynasty Allen up there. We've got Rich Dynasty Allen. We've got Paul Picken. And we got Paddy McBuck taking up those three spots at the minute. Let's see if we can get Kev on there. Just do the right thing, people. <laughs> just do the right thing. Do it for Hasbulla, everybody. So <laughs> well, Just thanks for having us on, Mags. It's been a pleasure coming on. We've had a, a great, great time. Picked an awesome team. We've had a good chat in between. Uh, hopefully given some nice advice, some nice strategy game theory to the, the audience. And uh, yeah, just uh, thanks for having me on and pressure on the, the, the next couple of guys you've got on. Yeah, absolutely. Pressure's on. Though. So guys, thank you all so much for listening. And even though the hot seat's cooling down for more week, remember to keep yourselves and your teams lit. We'll see you later. Bye.